Hey, hope your Friday is going well. Hope your stress is under control. Paul Douglas, Jordana Green, who is at the Mayo Clinic, about to undergo a bone marrow transplant. You want to talk definition of stress, what what she is going through, what her family is going through. DJ producing today. Um, my stress is minor compared to what many of you are facing According to the American Psychological Association, Americans are stressed out at levels they have not witnessed since they began tracking national stress levels in 2007. That was a pretty stressful time, 07, 08, especially 08, 09, 2010. But between inflation, the price of everything going up, gas prices, travel prices, grocery prices, and the markets tanking, That has some people stressed out. And you've been weighing in. Paul, I have a herniated disc for the last year. I've been in severe pain for the past eight months, having back surgery two weeks from today to hopefully correct that problem. My pain level between an 8 and a 10. The stress in my life is the pain that I'm going through. I'm sorry to hear that. So many people who are in chronic pain. I hope that operation, I hope that surgery goes well. Another listener says, Paul, 41 years of neoliberalism has completely destroyed America. Neoliberalism runs both parties and is the source of the middle and working class stress. Research neoliberalism. Hey, if I could say it, maybe I could research it. Neoliberalism. Man, that's a mouthful. By the way, I did look it up. Neoliberalism is used to refer to market-oriented reform policies such as eliminating price controls, deregulating capital markets, and lowering trade barriers. Also, especially through privatization and austerity, reducing state influence in the economy. So more market control, less government control. One of our listeners not happy about that. Uh, What am I stressed about? Intolerance inequity, and the fact that we're so polarized more than any time I can remember. I remember the Vietnam War. I was too young to fight, but I remember the divisions back in the 60s. and That, that, was, a, that was a rough decade, but I can't remember a time when we're farther apart, less uniting us and more seemingly dividing us, and we don't want to listen, Right. We don't want to compromise. Somehow compromise became a bad word. That, I'm also stressed about what's happening in the Ukraine, worried about how that could uh, blow up and spread. And I hope I'm wrong about that. I'm not stressed about the weather. I don't mind getting a cool break this weekend. I was stressing the past couple of weeks about severe weather. And then I I got to look at the forecast in Denver. (laughs) Three to six inches in Denver proper and Boulder. Colorado Springs closer to 10. The mountains, the front range just west of Denver will get 8 to 12 over the next 48 hours. And DJ, you you have a brother-in-law out there right now. Yeah, my brother-in-law and his family are in uh, just in the Breckenridge area south of there in Colorado. And you mentioned that to me this morning that they were having snow there. I go, that's just where they are. They're on a little uh, vacation with their family. And I picked up the phone and called them right after we got off today. Mm-hmm. And we hopped on a video call. And he's showing me, again, it's May 20th. 
And he's showing me out the window. He said, yeah, they were supposed to start later, but uh, it started at 7 o'clock this morning where they were. And there was already an inch on the ground. And he said, you know, they're expecting about a foot overnight tonight. So when you go to Colorado, you just never know. <laughs> the weather might turn. And, you know, and you know, it could also be 80 there in a week. But right. at least right now where they are in the mountains, a foot of snow on the way. So do you think the ski lovers are excited? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I tell you, I... I always love to ski, but right now it's still a hard time because most of the resorts have shut down. So if you've got a season pass out there, if you're next to a resort, well, your resort probably shut down two, three, four weeks ago. Um, so those who are very hardy and want to head out to one of the handful of resorts that are still open in Colorado and around the country, yeah, it's a it's a treat to extend your ski season this late. But most folks, they're you know waxed and put away for the season already. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 ready to turn the page. I like all four seasons, but I don't want to get cheated out of summer. And I think a lot of people worried: Are, are we going to have a real summer, a hot summer? Are we going to have rain every weekend, Paul? Is it going to be cool? Are the weather people going to be apologizing for the for the weather? Which I do some summers. Last summer was a real summer. That was a great summer. I hope hope we have that. By the way, Noah is predicting warmer than average. Just got to look at the latest forecast, June, July, August. The computer models, and they use a suite, an ensemble, a collection of different models, and they reach a consensus. And a boiling hot summer for the Intermountain West and the Central Plains and New England. For us, a little bit warmer than average. That's what they're predicting. I hope they're right. Uh, We were taking your text about uh, stress and what's stressing you out. One uh, listener just texted in, Paul, it's Friday. I'm stressed out about getting home so I can have a nice cold beer. Oh, yeah. Which, to be honest, thank you for the text. That sounds more like a happy hour, which we will do in 30 minutes here on the Paul and Jordana Show. It's Friday. We'll be doing the happy hour at the end of the show. So you can text in at any time, 651 461 Nine two two six, or you can give us a call in about twenty five minutes for the happy. Hour. Wait a second, that sounds like Wolf. I mean, maybe it was is. it Wolf? I don't know. He did not. He's he or she did not identify. He's chasing the beer truck. Yeah. He's never caught the beer truck. Another uh, texter who apparently was hoping for a warmer weekend says they're stressed that this could be the start of the next ice age. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ironic. That would be ironic. Yeah, on Doppler, I'm checking. I'm tracking this glacier moving south of Winnipeg. God help us. At this point, nothing would surprise me. I think that's unlikely, but never say never, right? So are you going to a wedding this summer? It seems that most of us are big time. We're making up for lost time. This could be a record year for weddings. That story, when we come back on CCO. been drinking <laughs> huh what inspired you i've been waiting you've been talking about electric vehicles all for two weeks now because the auto show and i can't, every time i think of this song it's electric who sings this who is that uh marcia griffiths oh i don't know how did you even know this tune existed where do you hear this i don't know oh no here's why here's why i'm playing this now because this is what you would dance to at a wedding. Oh, really? We're talking about weddings now. I'm sorry. I, it's Friday. 
The weekend's about to start. I'm a little unhinged today. Sorry. I wasn't stressed until, <laughs> until I came to work. Hold on, though. Before you talk about weddings, we did get to the bottom of it. Wolf texted in and said, this is Wolf. The texter who texted about the beer was not me. Was not Wolf. Was not Wolf. And then he adds, I haven't caught the beer truck yet. That's right. God help us. If he, <laughs> if he catches the beer truck, that that's it. That's the end. The ra- Cue the rapture. So, uh, are you going to any weddings this summer? I think we have two this two? summer. Yeah. yeah. Good. Which is pretty normal, I think. Before the pandemic, I checked with my wife just to be sure because it's all a blur. Have you noticed? I mean, the time during the pandemic is a blur, and even the time right before the pandemic... I have to go back and rack my brain what exactly I did, where I went, who I saw. But she claims that we went to two or three weddings every single year, and I, I believe her. Uh, this year, this summer, my youngest son, my Navy son, is having a real wedding in Santa Fe, married an amazing woman in our backyard during the pandemic, August of 2020. It was Six of us, including the uh, the minister, <laughs> who who you know said the words and and married them, but he was wearing a mask and it was windy in our backyard and couldn't hear a thing that was coming out of his mouth. But so they're technically married, but they want to go back and do it the right way, right? Friends and family and and bad music. Um. So anyway, I saw a story here. Apparently. The pandemic cut wedding numbers to the lowest levels since 1963. Yeah, what a shock. The pandemic took a big toll on weddings in the U.S. Only 1.6 million marriages occurred in 2020. That's the latest year we have numbers. 1.6 million. That's the lowest number since 1963. With many couples forced to postpone their weddings, the number of unions fell nearly 17% from the previous year when over 2 million weddings took place. Fear not, there's an explosion in people walking down the aisle. Nearly 2.5 million ceremonies expected this year, according to the Wedding Report, a group specializing in marriage statistics. So, I don't know. I'm happy to be going to a wedding. And I, I'm sure there will be some people wearing masks even this summer in Santa Fe, mm-hmm. even though it's mostly an outdoor wedding. Uh, we're at a hotel, and um, God, my wife has been in charge of much of that. Makes my head spin. <laughs> Does Katrina get into the whole wedding planning thing? Uh, uh, no, no, not really. She gets roped into stuff for her friends, but no, yeah, not really. Um, I, I went to a number of weddings, you know, including one literally the week before the pandemic, which I'll never remember, never forget. It was the last day of February and it was no thought of pandemic really like COVID was this thing in China that wasn't real yet. Right. At the end of February in 2020. And then literally two weeks later, like the world started closing down. Um, So that was just before. And then during the pandemic, we had a few weddings, including one, wedding of a good friend of mine that I was in the wedding. I remember taking photos. They had custom masks for the wedding party, kind of, <laughs> kind of as a gag, because what they actually did is they cut the numbers down from 
240 to just 40 people. But we had, you know, we we're taking photos. And one of them, we were all s- spread out six feet apart and had our masks on. And that wow. was the photo. And then we had that outside at a church and then we had the reception in our backyard. So it was a very scaled down version of what they um, had hoped to do. And then later they did sort of a the bigger party with the several hundred people. Interesting. When when you went to that wedding in February, yeah. I was at a wedding in Argentina. My niece, oh, right. my niece got married to an Argentinian man mm-hmm. in uh, Buenos Aires, and then we went down and explored the glaciers in Patagonia. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I thought I had COVID because I caught something. Oh, I think it was norovirus. So we we trudged around on top of this glacier, and then they gave us shots of whiskey. <laughs> And they didn't really wash the shot glasses. They kind of rubbed them around in yeah, the snow yeah. and well, that's, God knows what bacteria or whatever. Right? <laughs> and I'm, I I have not been that sick in a long, long time. Wow. Like curled up in the fetal position yeah. sick for three days and I had to get on a plane and it, it was it was coming out of both ends. <laughs> I mean, it was... How did we go from weddings to two no, days I'm in just, a row of hearing about your bathroom issues? Well, I... You know, people have a right to know. The public has a right to know. Full de- we, we have no secrets on this show. But I was on this plane mm-hmm. flying back from El Calafate, which is kind of the southern tip of Argentina, yeah. to Buenos Aires. About a three, three and a half hour flight. And I was so sick. And I, I stood in line <laughs> to go worst. to the bathroom yeah. to Ralph. Yep. And, and I'll never forget. And I, f- I still feel bad. There was this little girl who came up and said... Mm. Do you mind if I go first? And I said yes. And I ducked into the toilet, and oh. it looked like a scene from The Exorcist. I mean, it was <laughs> okay. it was, and I I was afraid I was going to throw up on people in the airplane. Have you? That's never happened to you? No. So weddings, I have two this summer. I'm, very... <laughs> I'm sorry. How do I... we did get off track? I'm really sorry about that. I'm still scarred by that memory. That poor little girl. And yeah, I... that's awful. I wanted to let her go in front of me, but mm-hmm. it would have it would have been a catastrophe. Yeah. Anyway, so tell us about your weddings. Uh, well, I've only been married once. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> no, I feel like there was a rash of wedding. I think we had three or four last summer because remember last summer when we thought COVID was over? Yeah. And then it, you know, kind of s- picked up again last fall, and who knows if that'll happen again. But we went, yeah, three or four last summer, and that, for us, that was when – Sort of the backlog of weddings, if you will, right? I think all four of them were weddings that would have been earlier but then got delayed because of COVID and they did them last summer. And I think it's happening again uh, uh, this summer and I think that's what we're seeing. I mean you quoted the statistics. It's the you know the highest number of weddings ever. I think just trying to find a venue, I mean from the yeah. people I've talked to, good yeah. luck yep. trying to find a place. I yeah. mean you get, you had to reserve it more than a year in advance mm-hmm. to have a prayer mm-hmm. And some of these places are trying to squeeze like five weddings into a weekend or more. You know, you go Thursday night, Friday night, two Saturday, two Sunday, stuff like that. And it's like, is that what you really want on your wedding day? You're like, well, we've got the we've got the early slot. It's like squeezing two Monday night football games into one evening. Well, we got the early slot, and then we got to be out of here by six or move on to this part of the venue by six so that the next wedding can come in. You know, it gets expensive though. Oh yeah. And and look, you want to celebrate with your friends, you want yeah. to support them, you want to be there to yep. share this magical moment with them. But man, I mean, the airfare and the hotels, mm. I um, 
I sympathize with people who have a lot of weddings and can't say no or won't say no. I'm just glad we're at the point where we can ponder destination weddings and getting on a plane. And, yeah, there's still concern. I know it's not over yet. But um, my my oldest son, Walt, got married up at Grandview Lodge Mm -hmm. um, back in 2015, the end of October. And they did it the end of October because the prices went down. Oh, sure. Significantly. Yeah, because you could have snow up there. And I told them that. They said, you know, Dad, what's the weather? <laughs> I go, well, it, it, yeah, there could be slush. I mean, have a plan B, have a plan C. <laughs> the sun came out. It was oh, 50 wow. degrees. It was perfect. Yeah, it's great. When they got married. The next day, it poured. And I was, at one point, walking across the parking lot at Grandview. And a woman came running up to me. She was red in the face, mm-hmm. out of breath. She looked at me. She goes, Paul Douglas, is that Paul? Is that you? <laughs> yeah, I'm taller on TV. Um, she goes, uh, I couldn't help notice that your son had a perfect day yesterday for his wedding. Uh, my daughter got married yesterday and it poured. And, she, and then she said, how does that make you feel? It's your fault. How does that make you feel? <laughs> and at first I thought she was messing with yeah, me and yeah. joking with me. She wasn't? She was deadly serious. Come on. She was pissed yeah, that somehow I got my son a nice yeah, day yeah. and her daughter she, had to swim to the altar. She thinks that just because you invented the Doppler, you decide what's <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I walked quickly away. I thanked her for her concern and apologized, although I had nothing to apologize for. Uh, one friendly texter says, please ask Paul to keep his bathroom issues to himself. No one is interested. Well, you yeah. know, okay. We got some show highlights coming up next. Okay. But the happy hour, Paul, 15 minutes away. Uh, text or call for the happy hour, 651-461-9226. What's making you happy today? I share everything on this show. All right. Highlights. No, no potty talk. Next. What you happy about? It's happy hour coming up, 651-461-9226. Text us, 651-461-9226. By the way, Mark uh, sent me a message. He said, Paul, uh, gas in Belgium is $8.06. Gas in Denmark is nine sixteen a gallon. And I, I, look, I know they use liters, but you convert it to gallons. Gas in Hong Kong is $10.90, where Joe Biden is not president. Remember that when you fill up. So it's, it's, it's not just here. It's a global phenomenon. All right. Thank you, Mark, for passing that on. I asked uh, Dr. Greg Poland about, oh, God, are you kidding me? Monkey pox now? It's kind of funny, Paul, when I got... Uh notified about the first case i was eating a banana <laughs> oddly enough no but really? uh, i was All right. and uh, i think i got notified because we've we've previously um consulted with who on their policy for how to use smallpox vaccines under different scenarios i i led the clinical trials of the new smallpox vaccine and help to uh, create the Department of Defense's policy for the use of these vaccines. So okay. this is a this is an area of great uh, public health concern, um, certainly globally, but, you know, for the individual listener, uh, a very low concern. 
Oh, boy, I hope Greg Poland is right. He's usually right. But, um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago it was bird flu, and now it's monkeypox. And Okay. Uncle. We're all crying, Uncle. We've had enough. Tally McClary is a nurse. She spent four weeks on the front lines tending to very sick, urgent care patients and even some troops in Ukraine. Here's what she said. We had some wounds from like shrapnel and things falling on people when their city was bombed. But it was like old wounds, like, you know, to be like a week old or something, because then they had fled their area, Kharkiv and all those places they had fled. And so then when they came to us, we were helping them with some, you know, older wounds. And then we had um, people directly impacted by the war in other ways. And then we had a lot of displaced Ukrainian, so they're not from the area. They had come to the area for safety. That was the majority of our patients were patients that had come there from other areas of Ukraine that were under attack or under siege, and then they would come for safety. And then that's that is the majority of the patients that we saw. Tally uh, works for an organization called Samaritan's Purse, and she said they're neutral. They don't take sides. They just they show up and help where they can anywhere in the world. Uh, where the need is there for nursing. Tally also told us uh, what she's stressed about these days. Just everything that I see happening in America, I just want unity. I just want, I just want people to be unified again and just, you know, talk, not fight, just talk and agree to disagree and embrace differences instead of just always battle over them. So those are probably my top stressors. You think uh, Tally has a point? Uh yeah, yeah, certainly. I, you know, we talked about this a few times throughout the show today that, you know, you said your top stressor and Tally echoed that is the division we have in our country. Yeah, right polarization. Now. Yes, polarization. We're talking and past each other. We're, we don't listen. We don't talk to each other. And I think, to me, there's a couple reasons for that. One is that COVID sent us all home. Okay. And we lacked face to face interaction. And I think, right, we've all got an uncle or an aunt or whatever. Then all you saw over two and a half years was what they put on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, a little snippet of something. And you never got, fa- you never got to share a meal with them. Because I think it's a lot harder to disagree with somebody when you drive across the country and share a Sunday afternoon meal with uncle who or aunt who or whoever it is. I think it's just different. It's harder to disagree. It's harder to be polarized when you have face-to-face interaction. I think we missed that over the pandemic. I also think that media uh, has and and social media has heightened at least the perception and maybe the reality as well with how polarized we are. Because you said I think most people are more in the middle. But who do we hear? We hear the The people on both extremes who are yelling online and, you know, go talk to your neighbor. Who maybe voted differently than you and disagrees with you, but I bet you can have a logical, normal conversation with your neighbor across the fence, um, even if they, even if they disagree with you in a different way that you can um, on social media. Social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, I mean, it's all about engagement, right? It's it's seeing more ads, and if you're angry. If you're upset, you're more likely to stay on the platform, and that's what they want. And so the algorithms favor feeding you information that's going to keep you angry, keep you engaged, keep you seeing ads, 
And it's just the whole system is is warped. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't know what's going to change that, mm-hmm. but I think you hit on something when you said that we all kind of retreated into our bubbles yeah. more so than ever during the pandemic. And I think the polarization was festering under the surface. It's Look, it's always been there. Yeah. We have different ideas for what America should be, can be, will be. And those those divisions have never been more stark since I've been alive than they are right now. And yeah. that's what worries me. What is it going to take? In the past, it was wars. It was... I mean, we were united for for a time after 9-11. Yeah, true. There were no Democrats. There were no Republicans. There were only Americans. World War II, everybody came together Mm -hmm. to rally around the flag and defeat two fascist uh, countries at once. And so I I don't know what it's going to take. I I thought maybe the pandemic would bring people together, but, but no. I mean, to circle back to our last segment about weddings that, you know, you said weddings are coming back in a big way and we could have the most weddings in a year this year ever. Yes. And I think that's good news. COVID aside, I think that's good news because if we can think less about politicians and legislation and what the other side thinks and be angry at each other and think more about Hey, let's get in a car. Let's drive across the country. Let's drive up north. Let's see our family. Let's connect on a real personal level to the people who love us. That's normal. Yeah, those are the things yeah, that we you're missed right. over the right. pandemic right. that we need to get back to. And that's that's what all this is about, right? The 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 fighting, the fighting against COVID, the political fighting. Like you know, to some extent, we all want the same thing. There's more that unites us than divides us. There always has been. It's just that the media tends to shout about the things that divide us. So look for places to unite. Look for places where you can compromise or at least listen to the other side. And I'm, I'm trying to do that. I, I hope we're all trying to do that. It's happy hour. Wondering what you're happy about. Share your happy with us. If you get a chance, 651-461-9226. We'll get your thoughts next. What you happy about? Text us. Call us, 651-461-9226. Deb up in Maple Grove, what are you happy about, Deb? Hi, Paul. I'm thrilled because our adult daughter, Amy, is staying with us for two and a half weeks while she performs with the cast of Moulin Rouge. Oh, wow. She's in the cast. That's impressive. Very cool. Proud mama. Yeah. Yeah, she's a dance captain and swing and... So she can cover uh, many different female uh, members of the cast if they need to be out. And we got to see her in the production on Wednesday night, and it was spectacular. Well, I know a lot of people are going to see that. And uh, give her our best and our congratulations, and, and thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in, Deb. Thank you, and all the best to Jordana. Thank you. Thank you. And that, thank you, Deb. That is one of my happies, is that, Look, I mean, Jordan doesn't want, obviously, any of this, but the fact that she's at the Mayo Clinic getting some of the best care on the planet, that that makes me happy. I'm also happy um, I get to spend some time in one of my favorite spots, bookstores. I'm going to be at Barnes & Noble, Eden Prairie tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., and then Galleria in Edina from 1 to 3, signing uh, copies of my book, A Kid's Guide to Saving the Planet, trying to empower young people. Uh, to be cautiously optimistic for the future, and they're going to be the ones that save us from ourselves. 
Anyway, what are you happy about, DJ? Well, my two-year-old was reading that book this morning in our uh, it's impressive that she can read on the way to Target. She can't read, but she likes the pictures. The, um, yeah. I am happy because my family is in the van. They're on their way downtown to pick me up, and we're heading to Frontenac State Park south of Red Wing for the weekend with an eclectic group of friends and acquaintances, and we'll spend the weekend together camping and making some good food. And I put the wiffle ball bat and some wiffle balls in there so I can try to trick somebody into playing some ball with me. But uh, we'll have a good that weekend. That would be a mistake. You, you yeah. do- you're doing really well. Your your baseball teams are kicking butt. Uh, yeah, my softball teams softball. Are well. yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I think JP's standing by. Should JP, what are you happy about, brother? Well, you know what? This comes under the category of it's the little things. But my push mower started on the second pull. <laughs> riding mower after being charged, the battery being charged, it started, and the ATV, which has been sitting for a while, that started today as well. So I'm feeling really good That's about a good all this. Day. And I was going to wait to mow the yard, but you know what? Since I got him running, I, yeah. I couldn't hold out to the end of May, so I mowed today. Just so. don't turn it off. Just keep it running. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors won't like that. Thank you, JP. Happy weekend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Text us, 651-461-9226. One of our listeners, uh, <laughs> Northeast Bill. I'll be happy once I turn the news off. Yeah. I hope. He's not talking about us, right? Yeah, okay. Another listener says, uh, after a long, frustrating, borderline, insane, crazy week, it's time for four fingers of warm, straight Jameson in a good glass. Big, smiling face. Really? All right. That sounds like a good deal. My daughter and new son-in-law are coming down to the Mississippi for dinner on the boat and fishing this evening. That sounds good, too. So happy to walk the neighborhood and marvel at God's great beauty. Thank you, Myrna, for the perspective. Every waking moment is a miracle, and I lose sight of that. I think we all lose sight of that. What else? Oh, we have 30 seconds left. Very happy to be out in the fields working. I'm happy for farmers that we're going to get some drier weather and they can get out finally and Hopefully get rid of some of this mud. I'm happy the drought is over, and I'm happy that you stuck in there with us this week. We'll keep you posted on Jordana and what she's going through at the Mayo Clinic. Wishing you and yours, uh, let's see, health, happiness, and prosperity in that order. God bless. Be safe out there. We'll catch you Monday. Peeing and pooping in the woods.